Welcome to Dig It. This is Edge with my co-host, Corey Len, and we have a special guest today. Corey, I'm going to hand it over to you to do the introduction. So we have John Dislin, who has been a student of alternative history and world events since 2007 and a lifelong student of scripture and Christian doctrine. Following careers in finance and as an internet entrepreneur, he turned his attention to today's emerging issues, including training in counter-human trafficking, pistol and rifle tactics, ham radios, comms, and scout tactics. John was turned right side up by Jesus Christ in 2014 and is a blood-bought chief sinner who strives to do his imperfect best to follow Jesus' plan for his life. Welcome, John. It's so good to have you here. And I just want to let people know. So what we're going to talk about is John put together this incredibly brilliant comprehensive book that is eight and a half by 11 it's like a workbook you can carry around it's eight and a half by 11 480 pages and it contains 13 main body sections 258 subsections 32 essential supplements and 15 exhibits plus over 100 scripture references and hundreds of links to online sources and supplemental information I mean, you're like a man after my own heart. <laughs> it doesn't. We were, we, were, we were like, you know, the 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 couple that never quite, you know, found each other, right? Because we're, we're so like minded that way. No, it it's, is it's, 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 a, it's an honor to talk with you because what you what you didn't mention is that you know one of the one of the supplements in the book is actually an exhaustive set of information and resources that you pulled together and I, I cited you and I gave you credit for that. So it's and an I honor appreciate that. And the funny thing is, is I didn't even know that when we scheduled this and, and then, and then I find that out and then I got the book. I'm like, Oh, wow, look at that. That's cool. Yeah. And, and that, that COVID resources, that's really cool. Thank you for putting that in there because I actually have added additional resources, you know, as time goes on, I'll add to that. Yeah. So so let's let's talk about well first off let me just ask you what compelled you to do this and i have to ask how long did it take because i know how long it takes to do <laughs> this level of work yeah it's uh well in terms of what compelled me to do it you know i i really kind of had a walk of gideon and uh for those who aren't fresh on the story about gideon you know he was threshing wheat down in a wine press which is not where you typically thresh wheat right he was hiding from the 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 Midianite army that had uh, overrun Israel, and God came to him and basically lifted him up and said, "Okay, you know, I got a mission for you." And but he started with a, a little mission, which was just he, he made a little altar with cakes and he 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 sacrificed it to the Lord. Then he burnt, he killed, he slew his father's uh, bull. Then he tore down the the demon altar uh, to Baal or whoever it was. And then he raised up an army and drove out the Midianites. So God didn't start him at the, the big mission. He started him at the little one. And so it was kind of like that for me because I started after I got awakened and just kind of radically saved. I said, you know, here I am, Lord, send me. And so the first thing I did was counter-abortion work. And so I did that and I was kind of dipping my toe in the water. Then I did counter human trafficking, satanic ritual abuse, and that was obviously more intense. Right. But God, you know, it, it's it was really looking back, it was it was really kind of amazing how I just kind of naturally rotated out of that season. Uh, 
but then I, I got stirred up to write and I was, I was going out of my way to write these silly things. Yeah, not so silly, but, but silly ish. Um, I mean, I wrote my daughter a 70 page novella for her birthday and, and I, I'd never written before in my life. And, uh, and then I saw a video and it was talking about, it was Celeste Solem talking about, um, the knock on the door and having questionnaires to put them up back on their heels and having constitutional signage. And the Holy spirit just kind of reached up in me like it did with the abortion work and the human trafficking work and said, go right on that. And so that was the start. But as I wrote, it became clear to me, Corey, that if I'm going to have this one conversation with somebody, I don't want to leave anything important out. And so I actually spent two years writing and refining and adding to uh, Nehemiah Strong, which is the book I wrote. Yes. And I don't think I said the title yet is Nehemiah Strong. It's a life sustaining essentials for a season of trial. And I mean, you have everything in here. Gosh, there, there's so much to, I haven't even had a chance to fully read it yet, obviously, because I just got it, you know, a week ago, but I've been looking through the table of contents and the different sections and the, the supplements and the exhibits and the templates and the forms. I mean, you cover everything. It is, it's really, it truly is a comprehensive work of art. And so I wanted to just kind of start with on your website, which is johndislin.com, which is D-Y-S-L-I-N, and we'll put the link below the video, which is where they can purchase the book. And we'll get into that as well, because it's really cool how they can also add on the uh, electronic elements to that. So I want to just kind of kind of go through let's share with people what is in this book like starting out with the uh you know you have situation report the warrior mindset spiritual authority legal authority adversary tactics i mean you even get into you even get into comms and ham radio and i'm looking through this and i'm like this is cool this is kind of like my solution series how we tried to pull different people from all different walks of life that could teach others really good handy skills to have right now with everything we're going through so mm. so where do you think would be the best place to start do you want to start with the warrior mindset you know before we start there but that i'd like to go there second but the, you know the okay. first thing i'd like to just point out and and it's probably redundant for most people if they're following you they probably got switched on enough already so this this is remedial but I think it, I think it's worth saying, okay, mm -hmm. which is, um, and, and this is where the book took turns in terms of what I wrote about, like writing about spiritual authority, writing about uh, spiritual warfare, because I, I spent years in the trenches, you know, with satanic ritual abuse. Mm. And then, you know, ironically, the first time around, I didn't write about it. And then the Holy Spirit, like, tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, buddy, you know, <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you write a section about this? So I went back. I spent a month writing the biggest section of the whole book that I missed on the first pass. But the, the point I wanted to sharpen iron with you over, Corey, is um, that I think it's essential that all of us come to an understanding that what we're struggling with right now, what this, this, this uh, flood of evil, okay, that we are wrestling in and that, that we're waging war with 
that it's spiritual warfare. All the stuff we're dealing with, you know, whether it's pronouns or the transgender movement or the shattering of the churches with the LGBTQ P plus doctrine, whatever it is, it originates in this spiritual war that's been raging for millennia. Like we don't even know since, since, you know, early on in time. And that's why it seems so crazy is that, that, you know, spiritual evil is madness. You know, it's, it's madness to, to seek death, right? <laughs> because that's, that's what sin and evil and, and all that is all about is, you know, destroying the image of God, raging against God, propagating lies, uh, you know, c- convincing people that, you know, they don't have power, that God doesn't exist, that Satan doesn't exist, all that stuff. And so if we have that mindset, that understanding, oh, I'm on a spiritual battlefield and there's a spiritual war going on and I am an active player on this battlefield, then everything makes sense because it actually explains the madness. And 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 for me, Corey, speaking personally, you know, I I reached a point where I was not too far from losing my mind back when I got switched on and I, w- I would say blackpilled, if you will. And it was when I when I finally realized that I was in the middle of a spiritual war, it actually gave me calm. I think it gave me calm because it gave me understanding, but it also gave me purpose because I thought, okay, well, if I'm in a war, I want to do battle. I want to lop heads too, you know, because I get a move too. Satan gets a move, but we get moves too. And so so that's the first thing I wanted to talk about for the folks listening to a sharp and iron is, hey, you know, here's the bad news. You're in a spiritual war and, you know, there's there's really only one way out. It's not it's not pleasant, you know, but, you know, there is a savior. His name is Jesus. He came. He's got the keys to death, hell and the grave. And he meant for us to be more than conquerors through him and through his strength and power. And so, you know, that's the good news about where people are at. But I would just wish for everybody listening, if you get switched on in your discernment to understand that, then you can be far more effective because you won't constantly be saying, this is insane. Why is all this happening? Right. hundred percent agree with you. I've been saying, Edge and I both have been saying for a long time, this is, this is a spiritual battle. And, uh, yeah, it it runs very deep. And like you said, this goes way back. And I think we're just we're seeing we're we're in the part where this is all coming to a head. And yes. um we have a lot of work cut out for us. So yeah, yeah, I definitely think that this is a good starting point because um first you have to recognize the evil that we're facing before you can start battling it and i think that there are many people out there that are just sleepwalking through life and not recognizing the evil and so i think that yeah that's the first major step and for some obviously for many of our listeners um that step has definitely already been taken but yeah you have to start from that you know that 
baseline of, okay, let's recognize this for what it is. It's not just this issue over here and that issue over there. It all connects and it's all part of a greater problem, a greater cancer that's really just disintegrating all these different aspects of our society, right? And uh, mm. so we have to kind of recognize it, um, how at the spiritual level it's happening, and then it's manifesting in all these various different ways in the physical realm. Yeah, and I, I think you just... Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, I was just going to say real quick, I love the way, Ed, you tied it all together. I sort of meandered through it, but you tied it all together saying saying every element of it is part of this battle, part of this assault on us. And, and I, you know, that's actually consistent with Chinese war doctrine and war doctrine that they teach fifth generation warfare at the war college up in Carlisle, Pennsylvania is total war. It, it doesn't look like bombs and bullets and rockets. It's, it's subtler than that. And of course we know, you know, Satan was the subtlest beast in the garden. Of course, he's going to be subtle. He, he doesn't want us to wake up because frankly, in my opinion, they, you know, the, the traitors to humanity, his filthy demonic minions, Satan himself, I think they are terrified of us because when we get switched on and we can drag the evil out into the light and, and name it for what it is, you know, like Satan with the uh, gathering demoniac, he said, what is your name? Let's call them out. Let's call them by name and let's exert our, uh, spiritual authority as believers in Jesus name over these, this, the, these filthy acts of wickedness and the actors and start to take this ground back. Well, yeah. Sorry. And I think that by coming at it from this perspective, it's much easier to recognize and discern things going on, such as the millions of distractions being thrown at us on the daily to suck you in and uh, siphon off your energy in a direction so that you're not, you know, we need the positivity and we need compassion and we need love and we, and we need, you know, the warrior mindset, as you put it. Uh, and, and all of that is the distractions and everything are just working against us. So yeah, yeah, it's, it is a it is a very layered, multi-layered, complex battle going on right now. And and I think discernment is really key in this. So Amen. so so tell us some areas. Um let's get into okay, situ I'm just starting at the top here. Situation reports. Uh and then we go into warrior mindset and spiritual weapons and warfare. So let's jump off from there and get into some of the some of the areas the sections you get into in the book that you think would be really beneficial for people yeah let's um you know situation report i i i had to write the book for the broadest set of audience that i would encounter and so i actually wrote a such section called uh broken arrow you are here <laughs> which is kind of a a sobering section, if you understand the meaning of the uh, of the the code name Broken Arrow, it basically means that you know the Indians are in the camp. It means it means your your position is completely overrun. Drop all your bombs on top mm -hmm. of my head, and 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 so and that's where we're at. 
And so, but I, again, I, you know, I think for the people following you, I'd say 95% of them are nodding, but for those right. who are not, it's like, Hey, we're in it now. Like it's, it's not, it's like what Steve Quayle says from time to time. He says, you know, what I used to talk about as coming, well, now it's here and we're in it, you know? And yeah. so the, the, the battle, the battle has overrun us. We are in the midst of it. And, uh, and it's present. The, the things that, that people who had prophetic gifts or had tremendous discernment used to talk about in the future tense, all those people now, or for the most part, are, are talking maybe still somewhat in the future as things will continue to unfold, but they're all talking also in the present tense because it's not in front of us now only, it's in front of us, but also right where we're at. And so that was the that was the thrust of that section. Um, but the next section, warrior mindset, I'll tell you, you know, it's it's one of those sections I wasn't really planning on writing, but when I was doing counter satanic ritual abuse, human trafficking work, uh, I was blessed to do a bunch of training. And so I trained with a bunch of spec ops people, uh, three letter agency people, uh, foreign special forces people, just, you know, spiritual warfare uh, warriors who, who had just had experience on multiple continents. I mean, just very heavy duty training. Uh, and one of the things I was I was amazed by was that, as I, as I recall, every single one of them, and it wasn't on the agenda, but every single one of them took time out and talked about how you have to come to the fight with a warrior mindset. And, and the point of that is that it is war. It, it, it's and and our enemy is you know playing to the death. Like he, our enemy wants us dead, right? And and on that, on the way to that, he wants us enslaved. He wants us dumbed down. He wants us poisoned, weakened. You know, he wants to destroy our faith. It, it, he wants total destruction for us. In order to counter that, you have to come to the fight with total commitment to victory. You have to come to the fight with total confidence, not in yourself, right? but in your creator and in the one who saved you, right? In Jesus, knowing that when he said on the cross to tell us die, when he said it is finished, he was saying, I have won this victory for all time forevermore. And, and that applies to our lives today. It applies to us individually, us together. And it applies in this moment. It applies today and it applies for all time. And so, and, and I, I'm utterly convinced that the enemy is terrified that if we receive that and we walk in peace and confidence in that mindset, that warrior mindset of that, we will, we will not back down. We will not turn and run. We will not cede ground and that we will, we will only move forward in the spirit of the gospel, right? In a spirit of peace um, that the enemy's done. And, and I think they are terrified. Every one of us that wakes up and, and embraces that warrior mindset doctrine of, I'm, I'm not giving in, I'm not giving up, I'm not backing down, I'm not running, I'm not turning, I'm only moving forward. 
uh, in his strength, not mine, that um, that the enemy knows he's through. I agree, hundred percent, and I'm sure Edge does as well. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, I'm recognizing the evil that we're up against is only half the battle, and I think that people are in different phases of their walk and different phases of their awakening. And you mentioned earlier about how in one phase of your awakening, how you got blackpilled. You can go down these rabbit holes and get start to feel so hopeless and helpless, right? And some many people are still kind of in that phase, but I love how your book also focuses not just on recognizing the evil and facing it for what it truly is, but having not this victim mindset, but a victorious mindset going up against this this evil because we've already kind of we've already won uh the battle and we just need to recognize the authority that we've already been given Hmm. i love the way you put that edge because it's you know it's in in scripture you got all these amazing sort of paradoxical dichotomies uh of of concepts and you know one of them is already but not yet you know, so so when Paul writes that we are seated in heavenly places, you know, there's almost I don't want to get too metaphysical on people, but you know, there's almost this uh this metaphysical superpositioning of us, right? I mean, somehow I'm simultaneously here, I'm getting older, I'm 57, I'm doing whatever, and comma, I am seated in heavenly places with my Lord and Savior at his right hand, and I will. I will rule and reign with him and I will judge the angels. I don't know exactly what that looks like, but it's pretty astounding. Like I know I can't wrap my mind around that, right? But but I think that superpositioning also applies now in us where yes, I can feel my body degrading day by day. Yes, I'm I'm mortal. I know I I could easily be killed, right? Yes, I'm imperfect and I constantly stumble. And yet, you know, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I, I am more than a conqueror. I can do all things through Christ who sustains me. And and all I know all those things are true. And so, so f- for how I come out on that is that I know I follow and am saved and redeemed by a loving God who will sustain me and and lead me through the Holy Spirit to the battles and the places on this battlefield, you know, big and small, where he wants me to walk it out victoriously in his strength, and he will see it through. He will sustain me all my days until my race is run. And, and, And just... You know, so I would wish for those people who maybe are less, not as far down that rabbit trail as I am, because that was now that was years and years ago. And it's like, yeah, the world's crazy. The whole world lies under the evil one, like Jesus told us. So we shouldn't be surprised. Um, If your head is still spinning at the depth and the depravity and the blackness of evil, here's the thing. Here's what got me through is I came to the realization that our enemy wants to make everything tohu vi bohu, which in Genesis 1-2 is translated without form and void. The, the enemy wants to turn our world and us in it into an utter trash heap, right? Just utterly uh, a wasteland. 
like the, the most ultimate wasteland. Okay. And yet he can't because God is in control. And, and Paul writes about the restrainer and he says, you know, the restrainer will restrain until he's taken out of the way. The restrainer continues to control what Satan is allowed to do. And obviously he's removing that control by tiny degrees daily, you know, as this evil kind of presses in, but God's in control and, and in agreement with him, we get to be faithful to him and do these works that Paul writes about in Ephesians 2, I think it is, that that were laid up for us from before the foundation, the laying of the foundation of the world. God deemed, hey, Corey is going to do these ma- magnificent works sure. and Edge is going to do these magnificent works. And, and think about what an honor it is, y'all. God doesn't need us, but he loves us so that he wants to share his glory with us, that we get to serve him in doing these works to honor him. And considering what his son did for us, is I mean, that's just the least we could do. So anyway, I, I, I would really want to encourage those whose heads are spinning. The enemy wants you to think he's in control, wants you to think that he's in control and that, that he's the boss and he is nothing. Uh, and and he, frankly, he's just God's tool to wake people up. And so if you're waking up, yes, wake up to the evil. It's a, it's good to be switched on, but wake up to the good, which means wake waking up to God and waking up to what he did through his son, Jesus, because every knee will bow and every tongue will confess because he's in control. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. And I think that, did you want to say something, Edge? No, I just, I just loved listening to that whole <laughs> part of the conversation. I'm in agreement too. I love it. So thank you for that. Yeah, And, and, and I pleasure. do think, I think you're right. I do think they're terrified. And I think we're seeing that more every week. We're seeing the desperation. Um, it They've gotten completely out of control. Um, yeah. And, and I do, I, I just, the more and more I, I run it through my, cause I'm always running like the, you know, future actions and their moves through my head. And I just mm. don't see, I see how they're going to lock in certain things, but you know, like, like uh digital currency, for example, there's certain things that are just, they're going to head that direction. They're going to, they're going to lock in, but yeah. on many fronts, I believe they are going to fail. Uh, so so let me ask you, what is the legal authority section about? What did you get into on that? I was just glancing over and you talk about constitutional rights and uh, federal law holding violators accountable. So what do you include in that section? And Edge, why don't you click on that? And if you click on that on the right side, it'll show some content there. Oh, okay. Not as much as I thought. The uh, So... For legal authority, you know, first of all, if anybody shows up uh, asserting authority over you, ultimately any of that uh, appointed or elected authority that they claim to have originates in the Constitution. So they don't get their authority without bending a knee to our authority as it is revealed, not only in uh, federal code and state code, but also 
the Bill of Rights and the uh, constitutional amendments. And so you don't get one without the other, right? You, you don't get to play your cards, but I don't have any cards. I, that, that dog doesn't hunt where I'm from. So that being the case, it's essential. And, and listen, you talk about stimulating the fear of God and in, in our adversaries who describe themselves as public servants these days. Hmm. You're asserting your First Amendment, Second Amendment, Fourth, Fifth Amendment, Fourteenth Amendment rights with them. And, and one of the ways that I propose people do that is through questionnaires that that uh, explicitly describe what those rights are and get the person to affirm and recognize those rights on paper, get a record of them recognizing those rights is you talk about a a, um, a table turn, you know, exercise. Of, of where the locus of power lies when somebody comes, for example, to knock on your door, assert rights, or try and, you know, take your kid to quarantine him for three weeks when they release the hemorrhagic smallpox, you know, uh, it is eye popping. First of all, how massive those rights are, how, how uh, big they are, how massive they are. But then also they have real teeth, Corey, because, for example, in U.S. Code 18, Sections 241 and 242, it actually criminalizes the, uh, the, the trampling of a person's constitutional rights. And the, anyone who's convicted of violating your constitutional rights can serve anywhere from, let's say, five years in prison all the way up to being executed. Like it's a death penalty. Those are death penalty codes. One of them is written for um, any conspirators, anybody who works with another to trample your rights. And one of them is actually written specifically for color of law, for people who under color of law coming to you and, and trying to uh, uh, trying to uh, abridge or uh, or compromise your um constitutional rights. And, you know, it's so easy for us to forget, you know, our constitutional rights include freedom of assembly. They include freedom of religion. So gathering and worshiping as you see fit. They include second amendment, which is, uh, you know, uh, the right of the citizens to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That's, that's a, that's a total uh, prohibition phrase. Um, you know, there's real teeth to our constitution and the more we know it and the more we assert our understanding of it and the formidable penalties against anybody even if you are a public official of violating my constitutional rights is uh a complete game changer in the moment you know no, particularly I for example if you're videoing your guests and you're, you're talking through these rights, um, these folks don't want to be on Facebook. And so uh, anyway, right. there's, there's a lot of fun to be had. <laughs> now, <laughs> let me ask you the number one question that, you know, okay. will come up in comments and that I will get, but they're stampeding all over our rights. We're seeing it happen. They don't care about the constitution or the constitution doesn't even really exist. We're a corporation and, they're, the judges are bought and paid for, and so the laws don't matter anymore. What do you say to people that say that? 
Well, I would say that uh, I am not yet prepared to be utterly hopeless as you are. Uh, you know, <laughs> their, their, their success depends on your fear and their success depends on your hopelessness. And so when you make statements like that, you're just reinforcing, frankly, I, some of those people are provocateurs. Okay. Some of mm -hmm. those people are, are propagating the right. lies and they're paid 20 bucks an hour to, you know, to be traitors to humanity and the Republic. So there's right. that to deal with at some point in the future. But, um, but for those who are sincere in saying that, I would simply say you get the rights that you think you have and that you are willing to defend. And so, you know, it's like Joshua said, at the end of the book of Joshua, as for me and my house, <laughs> you know, we will serve the Lord, as Joshua said, and, you know, we will forever and always assert our plain written unalienable, by the way, unalienable rights, right? They're enumerated in the constitution, but God gave them to every man. And so I get the rights I, I choose to defend and I choose to defend all of them. So if you're going to take them, you're going to have to come and take them. Yeah. And I think that right now what we're seeing is an, in, a major increase over the last several years with their, their intimidation games, right? Yes. There are times where I've seen events take place that I personally think were actors and it was all staged just to create intimidation to say, look, if you try and do this, you're going to jail or we're going to come knock down your door. And I'm not saying some of this stuff hasn't actually happened. I mean, look at the J6ers. It's, it's, it's horrific. But you know, getting 87,000 IRS agents. And now we're training them to with weapons and they, they do all of this to intimidate and scare people much in the same way they try to scare people about cyber attacks coming and, you know, we're going to have to just move into digital IDs and it's all a lock in these control mechanisms. So you can't bend, you can't fold, you have to stand your ground and you have to keep fighting for what you believe in and what you know to, to be true. So I think that's that's really important. And yeah, so and, I mean, and just to go ahead to butcher to just just to butcher so what you just said, Corey. I, I actually think that their future success and even holding on to their power, their positions, their wealth, et cetera, their freedom, their lives, uh, because there are a lot of capital offenses being committed all around us every day, mm -hmm. um, is dependent on them. Uh, convincing us of the lies for, for us to believe their lies about how they have the power, how the constitution doesn't protect us, all those things. The moment we stop believing the lies and pointing out that the emperor in fact is naked, has no clothes is the moment when the tide turns. And frankly, I think the tide has already turned. And, and I think there, I think what we're seeing is a version of them being on the run. I think they are fighting a retreating battle and uh, and I'm, I'm really optimistic about the ground to be gained for us, for our side is frankly, as more and more people wake up, because one of the beauties of it is, Corey, that once somebody wakes up, you can't really go back. You can't unsee what you've seen. I can't unlearn what I've learned. I can only imagine everything you've learned, Corey, with how prodigious you are in your research. You can't unsee that stuff. And so now that you understand reality for what it is, it's like, well, 
all right, you know, I guess, I guess it's time to roll up our sleeves and get busy, you know, shoving the demons back behind the gates of hell, along with the traitors to humanity. Great way of putting all that. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Great way of putting that. You know what I love too, Corey, is that's what we're doing right now. We're encouraging one another. We're building our ranks. We're calling the wicked and the, the filthy demons and their minions out for who they are. I mean, this is, this is, this is freedom and faith and, and walking it out in action, right? We're, right. We're, we're doing it right now, which is really fun. I think collaborating is so incredibly important. And it saddens me to see a lot of uh, journalists, including alternative you know, media, where there's still this competition. And then you see um, the, you know, the constant, which a lot is propaganda, but the constant uh, division happening and the infighting happening and all that. And if people just, my God, realize that we need to stand together and we need to collaborate and we need to, you know, share the information with one another, it's so important. Agreed. There's enough fight with our enemies. I mean, Lord right. knows we don't need to be doing it with each other. And frankly, I think it 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 diminishes our our punch against our common foes. Which is so it's a it's a shame. I echo that. Right. Absolutely. So so let's talk. Uh, I now noticed- let, can, let me. Can I just add one quick thing on that? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, I'm I got a little residual cough. So sorry, folks, about coughing in your ear. No problem. Um, um, I think it's important for people to recognize that not everyone who presents as a believing patriot, you know, pro-liberty, blah, 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 is what they present themselves to be. And I, I, th- I just, I, I'm not going to get into names or specifics, but it's really important for people to have discernment, for people to test stuff against scripture, like the, be like the Bereans, you know? Receive a new message with excitement and test it against scripture, test it against what you understand to be truth and know you should know that whether you're talking about the pulpit or podcasts or, um, you know, investigative uh, journalism, documentaries, not all of them are white hats. Some have a black hat right under that white hat and you need to be aware of that and not just just because somebody says, Hey, I'm a patriot. I'm a believer. Doesn't make them so. Right. And so, yep. so back to the infighting, some of those people are provocateurs and they're playing for the black team. We're in our Jersey. Right. Most definitely. Most definitely. So gosh, I wish I could just break this all down. I'm the worst at nutshelling. Right, Ed? <laughs> she usually will send me like a 10 page document document and is like how do you nutshell this because like i'm the i'm the nutsheller i i need like one or two sentences give me this the dumbed down simple version that's me (laughs) i keep saying i'm gonna start producing little five minute videos where i can just like ramble out my research because i have piles and piles of research i don't have time to write up but i can't even figure out Mm. how to narrow it down to five minutes because I think you're probably similar in this way. When you see the whole picture and you see all these different aspects, you're like, well, if I don't include it all, they're not going to have the whole picture. So, but 
but just different points on uh, on your book. I mean, you get into everything into situational awareness and uh, self-defense and you get into uh, comms. We actually did a couple episodes on the solution series on um, uh, which I think NC Scout, you know, NC Scout, right? Oh, yeah. Love yeah. It. He was on the solution series with us. Great guy. Oh, that's great. Love him. Yeah. yeah great and- guy. And, and a true patriot. Yes, yes. So, so that's radio comms and, you know, it's so many different areas you cover. It's amazing. And then you get into, of course, a lot into healthcare. And um, you even have, uh, I was going to say preventative, but it's, you do a lot focusing around uh, COVID, right? But do you expand kind of other areas of healthcare? Or I know you provide a resource section with like over 100 hundred people um and you probably have some healthcare in there but tell us yeah tell us a little bit about the healthcare section of what you've included yeah so and 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 also too i i like to, to i'd like to step back for just a second and talk about it strategically and then dig into the tactical of it yeah you know uh and and i i need to uh acknowledge celeste solemn again for this because she and i kind of became friends when i when i told her about how she she was the genesis for me writing the book. And I was so grateful for that. And we interviewed together, but um, Celeste helped me to understand how healthcare uh, emergencies are a really effective, not really legal per se, but a, let's say a compelling or convincing uh, exception although they're not really, but they're, they're presented as an exception to constitutional rights. Okay. Martial law and all, and all the things they did about shutting down the business and everything, you know, it's so the people listening need to understand from a strategy perspective, our enemies will attack us through the attack vector of healthcare emergency. Okay. And so whether you're talking about at the macro level in terms of, let's say shutting down all the, all the, uh, organizations, businesses and churches, whatever, all the way down to the micro level of, oh, hey, you know, you have to take your shot. That whole spectrum of assault is an attack vector under the umbrella of, you know, healthcare emergency. And, and unfortunately, because the constitution is silent to that per se, uh, it allows for that if we don't assert our rights. Okay. So, so it's important to understand that from the strategic level is, Oh, they're attacking us at our entire society, but me individually and everything in between through this attack vector. Now I need to make my move because they get their moves and I get my move. So it's important to understand that. That's why that's a big part of why I wrote so much about it. Corey is, because it works so well the first time, we just know that they're going to run that play again. And we need to be really prepared for that form of attack. Okay. Um, And then also I would add that because that COVID, you know, spike protein design of that bioweapon was so it was such an effective delivery vehicle, you know, into our respiratory system. And it, 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 uh, connects really well to those receptors. And, you know, I, I'm, 
not going to be surprised if they use that same package, put a different payload in it, and then, you know, you get a different symptom set, but, but the, the briefcase looked the same as the first time. Does that make sense? I love metaphors. That was a really good metaphor. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, the package is going to show up the same. The wrapping is the same. The ribbon's the same. The box yep. looks the same. And when you open it up, it's going to be, you know, hemorrhagic smallpox instead of, you know, a bad cold or whatever. But, right. um, but so that was a big part of why I thought it was so important to drill down on COVID because it's going to be COVID two and COVID three. They're not going to go reinvent the package. They're just going to change the contents. Right. Um, and so for example, you know, I just got, you know, COVID 2.0 a few weeks ago and it was a annoying, frustrating cold. It lingered too long. And I, you know, put it sort of sent me lower than a regular cold would, but you know what I love and, and I'm no healthcare expert, consult your physician, but you know, for my personal use, you know, what, what I love is that God gave us an extraordinary uh, immune system and he gave us easy, simple, inexpensive uh, provisions, you know, vitamins, minerals, whatever, as tools to supercharge our system and kick the crap out of, you know, pathogens like COVID 2.0. So, you know, a day or so into it, I'm like, why? and of course I wrote the freaking book. I'm sitting here thinking, why haven't I taken something yet? <laughs> so, so, so finally I was like, Oh, maybe I should take something. So, you know, I, I started hammering it with vitamin C, big dose of vitamin D, big dose of zinc and a big dose of quercetin to help the zinc get in the cells to disrupt the replication, you know? Yeah. And sure enough, about 36 hours later, I woke up and I'm like, wow, I feel about hundred percent better. Now it still took a few more days, but the tools are simple. And I would have, I would have added ivermectin if I, if I recognized what it was early enough, I would add that. So, um, you know, what's beautiful is the tools are simple. They're readily available. They're inexpensive and the knowledge base is there. The experts are there and, and we can do this thing, you know? And, yeah. And, and you so, even, you even included information and links to um, some protocols for those that have taken the jab. Um, to try to, you know, I don't know if we can say you can truly 100% detox from that once it's in your system, but there are some things that have been, that have shown, I believe that have shown to be helpful and beneficial in that respect. And then Edge, yeah. if you can pull up, uh, because I love this, you have a section on supplements and exhibits and you've got great visual templates. You've got questionnaires in there, a lot of tools and if you can pull up the healthcare one edge and, and we won't like drill through it all, but just maybe um, just explain <laughs> what this is. So tell us what this sure. is. Jeff. Sure. So if there is a knock on the door and frankly too, it would work in other scenarios. Let's say, let's say some authorities at work are coming to you to get you to do something you ought not do. Well, you know, you get to get your questions answered before they get to ask their questions or exert their whatever. Now, so there are actually two extensive questionnaires in the book, Nehemiah Strong. The first one is a public servant questionnaire, which is kind of general in three pages. Yeah, that. The second one is if they, if they do anything that touches healthcare, then they get a healthcare provider addendum, which is four pages. And so, 
you know, for example, for the healthcare provider, you know, when they come to stick a, let's say a, a nasty, you know, bioweapon in your arm that you don't want to take, there are rules about how they're supposed to do that, you know? So for example, you're supposed to get informed consent. They're supposed to be experts in the matter. They're supposed to be able to fully inform you about every question that you might have about its, you know, efficacy, risks and rewards, et cetera. And, and really what this form does is it holds that person standing there because that person is the soul on the jackboot of tyranny, you know? That's where the rubber meets your face in terms of how this tyranny is uh, striving to exert its phantom authority over you. And so you get to, you get a move too, right? They make a move with their jackboot of tyranny. You get to make a move in terms of saying, you know what, before you put that jackboot on my face, I've got a few questions for you. Like, what kind of degrees do you have that are healthcare related? What kind of training specifically do you have for this bioweapon you want to stick in my arm? You know, what sort of, uh, what sort of, uh, oh, what's the word? Um, what sort of, I, I can't think of the word, but what sort of guarantee or, you know, financial support are you willing to, you know, make for me? Um, if I'm harmed by this, you know, what, how does this process that you're running and this particular drug, how does it line up with the Nuremberg code, you know, for informed consent for, um, for something that is ex extensively tested. I mean, basically the, the COVID shot fails on all 10 measures of the Nuremberg code, which by the way is detailed in the book. <laughs> so <laughs> So going through this, you basically get to absolutely put this counterparty back on their heels because you are asserting your rights and you don't even have to remember all this stuff. That's why there's all this detail in these questions. Every one of these questions asserts this extraordinarily powerful uh, assertion of right and knowledge of right onto this unsuspecting poor contract person who's just dumb enough to be that soul of the jackboot of tyranny and and but but also puts them on notice that they are personally extensively liable right. for misstepping with you and because you get you get all their id information you get a second id you know you you you've got them dead to rights Right, and you get enough people doing this and they start to think, hmm, what am I doing? Maybe I better take a step back and think all of this <laughs> through. I remember I actually did a very similar form to this. Um, I did a couple different forms regarding healthcare, but on one of them, I remember people saying, well, they're never going to fill that out. I said, of course they're not. I mean, they would be yeah. a fool to fill all of this out. Fine. That's the point. That is the whole <laughs> point. Because when they the see goal this. Is to not complete the questionnaire because they leave. <laughs> yes, they they want to be anywhere on earth, but standing there with you. Yeah, the goal exactly. is for them to tuck their tail between their legs and walk away. Yeah, yeah. I think that this is a great tool because, um, again, like you had kind of described, is that a lot of these people that are the agents, 
benefits of, say, this nefarious um, project, this nefarious campaign um, against humanity, um, they're just, you know, fall, quote unquote, following orders, right? They don't really think about the ethics involved. And when when something like this document is shoved in their face, then they're kind of forced to acknowledge that and also forced to acknowledge that uh, they have a personal responsibility and liability with what they are doing. Because in the yeah. end, I was just following orders is not going to be good enough. Right. But we, our, we our U S army shot a bunch of Nazis who, who used that argument in Nuremberg in 1946. So it, it doesn't hold water. And, and what I'm hopeful of is, you know, if you look at the, uh, the prologue to my book, it's a passage from Solzhenitsyn's uh, Gulag Archipelago. And it basically says, you know, how we burned in the camps later when we realized that if we had only exerted our rights and gotten pitchforks and clubs and pots and pans and waited for the, the 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 police to come down in the lobby of the apartment buildings then the whole engine the whole organ would have ground to a halt um and so he's lamenting from the gulag about what if what if we had stood up and and that's kind of right at the heart of the spirit of my whole book is hey you don't want to take it anymore you want to stand up well here's 480 pages of of you know insights and perspectives and tools that you can use to stand up. And this is just one example of it. But, but part of that is that, I mean, how lovely would it be if thousands of people use these tools and then thousands and thousands of the people that the tyrants were counting on just to be ignorant minions and to go, you know, uh, enslave the masses, damage the masses, kill the masses. What if those people who were the soul of the jackboot of tyranny woke up, walked away, and then does it grind to a halt? Right. Absolutely. So, Edge, flip over to uh, the page where people can actually order his book because you have two ways to order. And if you want to, uh, and that's on uh, johndislin.com. And if you go to the shop, there's the you can order the book in print or you can order the book with the electronic essentials which will give you the pdf version if i'm correct in that of the forms and templates and the other items you have in the in the supplements and exhibit section is that correct john that's right so there are 48 essential supplements and additional exhibits in the back of the book. It's almost like two books. It's almost like a, Hey, here's doctrine and wisdom and scripture and resources and prayers and all that stuff. And then here's the second book, which is all these resources, sources of information like you, Corey, sources of provisions, uh, you know, strategies for hardening your house against uh, home invasion, how to build out a really sporty air pistol, just kind of on and on and on. Uh, and so for all of those supplements for 12 bucks, I, I wanted to make it available to people where they could get 48 individual PDF files. And then that way you can easily, for example, print out multiple copies of the questionnaires or, cool. or different other forms that are useful too. 
I think that was really smart because when I was looking through the book, like I was saying before we started recording, I'm like, gosh, this book is so thick. If you try to, you know, squish this onto a copy machine yeah. and try and get these forms, because these would be really handy to have in PDF format. So that's great. So I just, Thank I want to ask you one, before we go, I want to ask one final question, just from a writer perspective. <laughs> what was your favorite section to write? got to think about yep. this <laughs> yeah i would say that my favorite section to write was the section that i actually learned the most by writing and and also it may be pound for pound it may be the most it may pack the the heaviest punch of any of the sections in the book and it's the section on spiritual authority and frankly we could do a whole other you know iron sharpening session together on what God's not not John Dislin, but what God's word has to say about the spiritual authority that we are given to walk in. And when I did the research on that and started to flesh that out, uh, I, I've got to say I was just astounded. And, and I was astounded. And this is someone who did years of counter satanic ritual abuse work. So I was aware of it, but I I just didn't grasp the the megas of it, the massive, enormous, uh, absolutely overpowering, titanic scale of the authority that is available to us if we will receive it and walk in it in Jesus' name. Uh, and so that section, when I when I put my pencil down, you know, writing that section, proverbially, you know, metaphorically speaking, um, I was just looking back at it. I was just amazed at, um, but, but it makes sense. You know, God has equipped us for this hour. He, just like with Esther, Esther 414, who's to say that we weren't born for such a time as this? We were born for such a time as this. And of course, God equipped us with to, to accomplish every good work that he's laid out before us to accomplish. So he has equipped us, but it's, it's, it's on us to receive that equipping and that the blessings of that authority so we can walk in his authority as his adopted children and uh and storm the gates of hell basically amen yeah it's always it's the inspiring sections that are the most fun to write they're very yeah motivational and you actually get excited about writing it whereas the the really dense detailed statistical data and all of that is just oof it's hard to write it, it's important <laughs> but it's right. yeah it's a little bit more of a slog than uh than getting <laughs> yeah. people all fired up to walk it out in faith right well, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it and I encourage everyone to get your book and uh really just take everything you said and and the tools you provide and put it to use and and like you said recognize this most definitely is a spiritual battle and i do think they are um i think they are very intimidated by all of us so yes. uh did you have something else to say edge before we wrap up i was just gonna say um as fun as it is for you to write that kind of stuff I think that as the reader, it's really encouraging to read that kind of stuff because um, it completely reshapes our mindset of how living in this time is 
such a burden and it's a hard a hard time to face all of these trials and when you read inspirational works that give you this victorious mindset you just you kind of it really refreshes your spirit and gives you this conviction this determination and desire really just get out there and face this battle head on with authority and knowing that you will be victorious so thank you for for offering this to people to as a sense of encouragement, not just as a resource, but also as a sense of encouragement. Mm. Oh, my pleasure. And and I'll tell you, you know, when we send books out from the website, johndeslin.com, not from Amazon, because we can't manage the logistics of it, but we send out a bookmark. And I, I know, Corey, you got one or two bookmarks from me. And, and I just wanted to leave with encouragement for people that on that bookmark is a prophecy from Daniel from 2,500 years ago. He's talking about people in this hour. And he says, but they that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. And that's how we're supposed to be. We're supposed to kazak asa, as the Hebrew says, be strong, do exploits. And, and God will be our vanguard. He'll be our rear guard. And he will see us through to victory. Awesome. Amen. All right. So I'm going to share uh, one more time for our uh, listeners where they can get the book. It's Nehemiah Strong. Go to johndislin.com. That's J-O-H-N-D-Y-S-L-I-N.com. Is there any other way that you want our listeners to reach out to you or connect to you or find more about you? Or is this the, the best place to go, John? Yeah, there's a contact page on there if you want to reach out to me. Uh, I love speaking to groups. And so I like doing in-person stuff on, in addition to the electronic version like this. And also, don't let me forget that um, that uh, with a discount code DIGIT, D-I-G-I-T, um, you get to save 10%. So if you all want to save a little dough, uh, help yourself. And uh, would love to for you guys to use discount code DIGIT to uh, save yourself a little scratch. And awesome. thank you for that. I totally forgot to mention that. So thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. All right. Thanks so much for joining us today, John. It was really a pleasure speaking with you guys. Please be sure to share this very important podcast. We're on BitChute, Foxhole, Gab TV, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Pilled, Rumble, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. No longer on YouTube. So be sure to subscribe to our other platforms. And we'll see you back next time right here on Dig It. Thank you.